Hi there, welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a holistic nutrition practitioner specializing in women's hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more using the power of food. With a practice helping many women around the world heal their bodies with a step-by-step method that not only gets results, but makes the whole transformation delicious and easy as a way of life, even when life is crazy. And it could definitely get crazy. So pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Welcome to the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Love, where we dive in each week to chat about your health, healing foods, and mindset to make it happen. I'm a culinary nutrition expert specializing in hormonal health, a mother of six who has been on a long journey of healing my body from pre-diabetes, PCOS, and more, and who is obsessed with the power of food on our ability to heal our bodies, as well as finding the ways to make it easy and happy to make these changes with our crazy, busy lives. Pull up a seat and let's dive into these game-changing conversations. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about sugar and how to end your cravings. So I wanted to start with a question. How many times have you tried quitting sugar? I mean, women that have all different health issues, it always somehow comes back to the sugar, right? So really, how many times have you tried quitting? How many times did you say to yourself, okay, starting Sunday, I am done with all the sugar, I'm done with sweets, I am motivated, and I'm going to do this. And honestly, if I'm telling you about myself, I don't think I have enough fingers to count how many times I tried quitting sugar. And you know, it lasted a week. It lasted a few days. Sometimes it even lasted a few months, but it really didn't last with me for the long run. So I have a few questions for you to think about. I want you to think back to the last time you tried making a change in your nutrition. You tried quitting sugar. When you decided to quit sugar, did you really want to? Like, was that something that you said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited never to eat sugar again. I'm so excited never to have cake or cookies or any of the treats I want. Or were you kind of like in the back of your mind saying to yourself, well, I know I have to. Okay, I could do this. I'm really excited. I'm excited to get my health back. But you were still thinking about a few of the really delicious things that you were going to miss and thinking deep down, could I really live without that? Okay, so my other question is, did you really believe you were able to quit sugar? I know that that's one of the things that held me back the most because anytime I tried to quit sugar, I tried to change my nutrition, I always look back to the times before when I tried. So even though I said this time I am going to do it, I bought out the whole health food store, I was so motivated. But when I looked back, like in the back of my mind, I kept looking back and saying, well, you know, I've done this before. I tried this before. I didn't really make it. 
And, you know, you also see all these stories, uh, all these transformation stories, and you're like, wow, these people are amazing. I wish I could do that. And you say, that's it. I'm going to do it too. But you kind of have this nagging sensation, these, these nagging thoughts saying, well, you're not really able to make the change. Everyone else has that ability, but you either don't have enough willpower or I don't know what it is, but you're not strong enough to really make the change. And these are kind of thoughts that really hold us back when we want to make a change. And the same goes for the first question. Did I really want to give up everything I, I, I enjoyed eating before? I kept focusing on what I had to give up instead of focusing on what I was doing. And I was kind of like not even happy to make these changes. I was kind of upset about the fact that I had to make a change in the first place. I was upset with my body, the way it was acting, that I had to make this change. I was upset that it couldn't be a little bit more like the neighbor who had it easy, could eat all the junk in the world. She was healthy and fit and everything was great with her. So when I came to make the change, it's not only that I didn't believe I was able to, I was also not very happy about the fact that I had to come and make a change and do things differently than what I knew and liked and enjoyed. But what finally happened was I was able to quit sugar. And I am already, I think, more than three years without any sugar. And of course, my whole health turned upside down in the best way possible. And I wanted to share with you how I was finally able to let go of sugar and to do it happily, because I think that's one of the major things that we have to really do while we make this change to make it last, to make it a way of life, to make it sustainable. So let's start. Usually, I start by talking about, well, let's understand our body. Let's understand what sugar does to us. Let's understand why we have cravings and how to get rid of the cravings. But really, there's a step beforehand. Okay, and the step beforehand is just working on our whole mindset. Because we're, if we're in the place where we're mad at our body, we're upset at the way it's working, then we deep down, we don't really care how our body works. We don't really care about all the other stuff because right now we're just in this place of we're just mad. We're upset. We're frustrated and we're let down by our body and we feel this really big disconnect. I could tell you that for years, I felt like I was two different, I'd say like people. There was my body that people saw that I saw when I looked in the mirror and there was my soul and my feelings and my thoughts, and I very, very much felt separated between the two. I didn't know how my body really worked, but besides that, it was kind of, I felt like it was working against me. It did everything opposite to what I wanted it to do, so I just didn't feel like we were friends, okay? So the first stage to really make a change and to really make a difference is kind of like to forgive and make peace with your body, because if we look at it, we understand that a lot of things that happened with our body that it didn't work the way we wanted it to was just because we didn't know how to listen to it properly. It wasn't anyone's fault. It's not our body's fault. It's not our mind's fault. It's just we didn't know how to listen to it and how to provide for it so that it would work the way we want it to work. So the second we understand that it's been going through a really hard time trying to do really trying to do what we wanted to, but it didn't have the tools to be able to do that, then we kind of like could come and like hug ourselves in a metaphorical way 
and really just give ourselves love and understand we've been through a lot and understand that it's time to forgive and move on. So it's not just moving on, it's moving on together. It's becoming one. It's becoming whole with our body and saying, okay, till now, I was fighting against my body. I was totally fighting against my body. Now's the time to put that aside and to just become one and work together and really work together. And I know that it's a long journey and it's just, it's not just like, oh, overnight, I know what's happening, but understanding that this is what we're working on. This is the main thing. It's to come together, to become one with our body, to really uh, make peace with the journey that we have to make. It's kind of like, um, I always give an example of my two youngest. So um, I have a five-year-old. His name is Ofer. He's a boy and he's so adorable. He's like the sweetest all day. Rainbows, unicorns, mommy, I love you for everything. You're so beautiful. I just wish I could fit him in my pocket all day to give me all these like reassurances of how gorgeous I am. And, you know, and anytime you ask him to do something, of course, mommy, I'd love to do it. And he runs around and he's just like the cutest thing ever. And then my youngest, she's three years old. Her name is Noga. And she is a girl after five boys. So let me tell you that she is the princess of this house. And she wraps everyone around her little pinky. And she's also bound to a little bit of moodiness, I'd call it, especially when she wakes up from her nap. No one really likes being in her vicinity. Um, And really just to get her to do things like basic things, you really need to talk to her in a very different way. You know, those children that if you just talk to them regularly, like, go do this, go do that. Please help me with this. Please help me with that. They will just be like, "Uh, no. So you really have to like do it in like a game way and know how to talk to them. And it's just like different personalities that you have to deal with. And it's not that I love my daughter any less. It's just that I, I need to put in a little more energy to be able to deal with her. But I do it with love. And I think that that's a kind of way that we need to look at our bodies, meaning if until now we just felt like we went through so much with our bodies, so many hardships, so many health issues. When we look at it like one of our children that we just need to talk to it a little differently for for like this relationship to work and everything to, to work well, then we don't love our body any less. We just understand that we need to listen to it in a whole new way. Okay, we need to we need to come to this whole journey of healing our bodies really differently, really openly, really lovingly and happily, meaning not walking around eating something healthy and being like muttering under our breath. Oh, I'm so upset. I can't eat that delicious cake that everyone else is eating. But like really it being our choice to right now, I'm on this healing journey with my body and I'm so happy and excited that I could eat these foods that are really going to be so good for myself, for my body, because right now my body and me are one. So that's really the first change, which is mindset. It's just changing our whole mindset around having to change our nutrition instead of coming to upset that we have to do this deep down, being like, this is it. I'm becoming one with my body. I'm doing what's right for it. And just because there are other people that eat differently, It doesn't mean that that's what's right for me. And that's okay. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with this being my journey. I'm okay with finding out what's right for me. And I'm okay with moving forward and eating things that are good for myself. So that's really the first stage that I had to go through to be able to change 
and be able to finally quit sugar. Because all the times before, when I tried to change, I was upset about it. I was not happy with my body. I was not happy with having to change. But once I did that mindset shift and understood that I'm together with my body and we're becoming one and whole, it wasn't really so much like, oh, I have motivation now to do it as much as I was just with my body on this journey. Like I was committed to myself in a whole different way. So that was step number one. And through this step, I was able to get to the next step, which is really the knowledge. You know, like you have power when you have knowledge. So when you understand what makes you crave sugar, you know to stay away from it. When you know how to stop cravings, you know to eat more of that stuff. And then you could like help your body out and you understand that it's not that that you don't have the willpower. It's actually just a lot of biology and the way things work on yourself. And then you know that you have that knowledge, you know how to deal with that. Or for instance, you know that insulin, when you eat sugar, you have insulin, which is a hormone that comes out. It attaches to the sugar. It brings it to our cells. And that's what helps the sugar go into our cells and provide us with energy. But our cells need a minuscule amount of sugar. So if we have too much, we have a lot of insulin going on in our bodies. And it, and Basically, the way our insulin looks is very similar to an ovarian hormone that we need for ovulation. So when our body sees that we have so much insulin, it says, oh, so I don't really need so much of this hormone in our ovaries for ovulation. And that's why a lot of women um, that have ovulation issues, that have fertility issues, we tell them to stay away from sugar. And that's one of the reasons why. So the second you have this knowledge, knowledge is power, you understand. And then you're making all these choices from a place of power, from a place of knowledge, from a place of knowing exactly what's right for your body, what happens when you eat sugar, how to deal with it. And also you can make choices saying, well, I don't want that to happen to my body because you're on this journey together now and you know exactly what's happening every time you eat the sugar. Or for instance, if someone has insulin resistance, whether she has prediabetes, PCOS, uh, gestational diabetes, all these things, you know that even though the insulin attaches itself to the glucose, it will not be able to go into the cells because you have insulin resistance. So then you have all these sugars and all this insulin running around in your body. You have crazy energy up and downs. Um, all these things either go into fat cells, like the insulin, the sugar, either go into fat cells or that they go to your liver. And then a lot of people suffer from fatty liver. So these are all things that during your journey together, you really know what's right for you, what's wrong for you, what does the sugar do to your body, and then you can make choices based on your knowledge, knowledgeable choices uh, that really help you deal with everything you're going through. Now, the last step is I think like the most important that really brings home everything we're talking about, and I call it enjoying the journey. What does it mean to enjoy the journey? Well, there are a lot of different things I like talking about in this, but one of the main things is that you really need to eat well, okay? So like if you are eating well, if you are eating foods that you enjoy and you love, then you will be able to carry this on forever, 
right? So if you're sitting in the corner eating your little rice cake, <laughs> which by the way, is not always the best for anyone that has health issues, but that's besides the point right now, um, then you're really like, this is not enjoyable, okay? But if you're eating delicious foods, if you're really giving nourishment to your body, and if you're finding ways to have snacks and treats that are sweetened with fruits or or savory treats, or just delicious food in general, and you're really just enjoying every bite you take, then your healing journey makes, it just makes everything so much easier because you're not fighting against your body. You're really just enjoying the whole process. So I could tell you that when I finally made the change that lasted with me, it was because I decided, you know what? I am not fighting against my body anymore. I understand, like, I was always very motivated because I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to heal myself. But when I put those things aside and I said, right now, all I want to do is just be healthy. Okay, that, that's the person I want to be. I want to be a healthy person. So for that, I need to eat really good foods. And then what I did was I didn't fight against my body. I just started by eating very, very nourishing meals. So my plate was filled with a ton of vegetables and whole grains and protein. And I could tell you it was a little bit embarrassing for me at the beginning because my plate was piled so high. And then I went for seconds, but I really didn't care. I said, I don't care. I'm just eating well because the first stage in healing our bodies is nourishing it because so many of us are undernourished. And that's also a reason why we're always craving sweets because we want that energy back. So I said, and I'm going to keep eating, I'm going to keep eating desserts, meaning I'm going to make desserts out of some gluten-free healthy flours from whole grains. I'm going to make desserts out of uh, natural sweeteners. Like I used to use maple and coconut sugar and things like that. And I'm just going to keep eating that. But the first stage is I'm just going to eat well. And I did. I ate so much. And only looking back a few months later, I think, I noticed that the amounts on my plate were much smaller than what they used to be. And I didn't even notice that transition. It happened naturally. Because the second my body was nourished, the second my body felt nourished and full, and it really got all the vitamins and minerals and all the nutrients it needed, it didn't need crazy amounts of food anymore. It was good. It calmed down. And not only that, I noticed I wasn't eating dessert every day. I mean, I made the dessert because I really felt like, oh, I have to have, you know, something sweet around. But then I noticed I was only eating a little bit on Shabbos on the weekends. And it's really interesting because I, I used to literally, and it's a little embarrassing to say this, but I used to literally make a cake and eat the entire cake myself. Okay. And suddenly I was taking one piece of cake on Shabbos, two pieces and I was fine. And I really didn't feel like I need anymore. And it was just this natural involvement that my body went through once I start, started nourishing it and once I stopped fighting against it. And I think like that's one of the main things. I stopped fighting against my body. It wasn't a fight. It wasn't, oh, I have to give this up. I have to take this up. No, it was basically the opposite. The whole thing that I focused on was just feeding myself. It was nourishing myself. It was a ton of vegetables, deliciously made. I loved grilled vegetables, so I just grilled everything, made salads. I love salads, made all these crazy type of salads. I had great protein. I had um, all these whole grains that I made deliciously, and I just fed myself all the time. I made it a point to make sure that I was fed, that I had some great snacks that I made. And once I did that, 
I was able to move on to the next stage of just getting rid of even natural sweeteners because I really just didn't need it anymore. So it wasn't even a, oh, I'm getting rid of it now. It wasn't like that. It was just such a natural development because I didn't fight against myself. And, you know, I heard once someone say that um, Olympic players, everyone comes to win. The losers came also to win and the winners came to win. So what's the difference? It's not the motivation. They, they all have the motivation. They all want to win. The difference is the methods that they work on on the way to getting there. So instead of focusing on the win, instead of focusing on the end, instead of focusing, for instance, on I want to lose this amount of weight and instead of focusing on I want to get pregnant and instead of focusing on all the different things that we want to get to, let's focus on building our methods so that they're perfected in a way that, of course, it's inevitable and we will reach the end. But that's not what we're focusing on. We're focusing on what type of people we want to be and what are the steps we need to do to be that to be that person. Okay? So if that means that I'm going to work on my mindset, if that means that I'm going to understand what sugar does, if it means that I'm going to make sure that I feed myself and nourish myself and find ways to make it work in my crazy life, like for instance, meal prep, all these things are different methods that you could work on to really be able to make a change that lasts because you're focusing on your journey, you're focusing on on doing the things that make you be that person that you want to be and not just looking at the end result and trying to get quick wins. You're in this for good. You're in this for life. This is your way of life. So let's sum up what we talked about. We were talking about how to kill sugar cravings. And I know that a lot of you have tried in the past and failed. I've done it before. I've failed so many times I can't even count, honestly. And the way to really do it is three things. One is mindset, changing the entire way we look at the fact that we need to make a change and really come to it in a place of uh, forgiveness towards our body and everything we went through till now and becoming a single unit of working together to to healing. The second step is knowledge and really just knowledge is power, understanding what sugar does to our body, understanding why we have cravings, how we could work on making sure that we don't have those cravings And the third step is enjoying the process by eating really good, delicious foods that could really be sustainable the whole way we change and focusing, of course, on our method, how we are, what we're doing, how we're doing it so that this is a way of life and not just something that we're looking forward to in the future. Okay, guys, thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll see you again next week, same time, same place. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Jewish Mama podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. New episodes are dropping each Thursday, and I can't wait for you to tune in next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I wanted to ask you, Are you suffering from a certain hormonal imbalance? Do you have PCOS, perimenopause, endometriosis, prediabetes, infertility, or anything else? Did you know that you could most definitely heal using nutrition naturally? I wanted to invite you to join my full comprehensive one-on-one healing program. This four-month program 
We work together to balance your hormonal system using delicious, nuanced-for-you nutrition, as well as supplements as needed. I help my patients gain control of their health and hormones naturally with a step-by-step process and delicious recipes. And we turn everything we learn together into a happy way of life. Reach out to book a free 30-minute consult call and see if we're the right fit for each other. Your health can be transformed. I'll add a link to this free consult in the show notes. Bye for now.